At University of Virginia Health System, we're for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole. Your eyes are so precious. Periodic eye and vision examinations are such an important part of preventive health care. My guest today is Dr. Evan Kaufman. He's board-certified optometrist at UVA Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kaufman. So how often should people have an eye exam, and are there some red flags that would signal it's time to get in and have your eyes checked? Um, well, thank you very much, Melanie, for having me on the show. Um, in, uh, when we talk about eye health and how we, um, quickly you should get in, it's usually a good idea to have a complete or routine eye exam once a year. And what I tell most of my patients is that sometimes we're not even consciously aware of um, our, our vision and, and if it's getting worse. Um, and that's why we suggest um, eye exams once a year. Um, and I compare it to, to watching a, a child grow. Um, if you see the child every day, you don't see them grow an inch or two inches or three inches. But if you see them at six months or every year, um, they grow like weeds. And um, just like our vision is, um, you know, on a day-to-day basis, we don't really see the, the small visual changes that occur in our eyes. Um, but if you get your eyes examined um, every year, um, an optometrist or ophthalmologist or an eye care provider um, can, can track those changes. Um, I, I also compare it um, to like high-definition TV. I, I uh, did not want to get high-definition TV myself, um, but um, just like the rest of America, we did uh, get high-definition TV. And when I look back at the analog, I think my eyes are blurry. And um, people's perception of vision um, is what they see every day. And sometimes when we can make micro-changes in a person's prescription or identify pathology, we can heighten a person's vision um, by uh, changing their prescription. So, Dr. Kaufman, how important is patient history when you're giving somebody an exam? Um, well, in, as a routine, as a primary care provider, um, the history is one of the things that I spend the most time on. Um, and it's kind of one of those things where I want to know where, what your daily routine is, what your visual needs are. So somebody that sits in front of a computer doing uh, data analyzation has a different um, uh, visual need than somebody that might be um, uh, outside and doing um, some manual labor versus someone that might be um, a surgeon and, and has to look um, at something that an arm's length away or um, has different visual needs. So um, the first thing I ask is, you know, you know, tell me about what you do on a daily life. You know, do you, are, are you uh, reading... 10 hours a day? Are you on the computer 10 hours a day? Um, <clears throat> what are the visual needs? The second thing is, is that I want to know what the old prescription is or if they've ever worn glasses before um, because that kind of gives me where we're starting from. So if a patient says, you know, I don't, I've never worn glasses. I'm coming in because my, my primary care doctor says I need to have an eye exam um, and their acuity, let's say, is in the 2040 range, which is just about where the DMV wants you. Anything less than about 2040, um, the Department of Motor Vehicles doesn't like that too much and can restrict your driver's license. Um, and they say, but I don't have any problems. Well, well, maybe they're not consciously aware that they could see, see better. Or maybe they're not consciously aware that they could have some type of ocular pathology. 
Um, so understanding, A, what a person's um, visual needs are, and two, what their um, previous history with glasses, contacts, um, any systemic history um, is, is very important, and especially um, uh, a history of diabetes. Um, diabetes is the, one of the number is one of the leading causes of blindness in in the United States today um, in, in adults over the age of forty. Um, and diabetic screenings once a year is crucially important um, because diabetic retinopathy or damage to the eye um, due to high blood sugar um, can be start before a patient is actually. Um, uh, aware that they're losing vision. So they come in and they say, I'm seeing fine, but we look in the back of the eye and say, oops, there's some, there's some leakage of blood vessels or there's um, some early lenticular changes, which is what we call early cataracts. Um, these are all things that we want to know about, and then we can communicate back to a patient's primary care provider to maybe either get better blood um, sugar control or maybe change the medication. Dr. Kaufman, is there a genetic component to what goes on with our eyes? Um, I, I, well, it, you know, it depends on who you talk to. Um, in my opinion, um, yes, um, that, you know, a lot of people say, my parents wear glasses, so I will probably have to wear glasses. Um, and that's not necessarily true. Um, the latest research is, is that um, if you're going to be farsighted or nearsighted, it is quote-unquote, programmed into your DNA. But it's multifactorial, which means that um, it's uh, a, a, some of the signal comes from one um, gene and another one comes from another gene, um, and it has to be a combination of multiple genes in order for them to elicit the trait. And basically, the, um, the environment that you put yourself into can elicit um, uh, whether you're going to be nearsighted or farsighted. And there's some really interesting uh, studies that are uh, going on right now. I was just at a meeting um, where they were dealing with how much light is in a classroom. So um, um, that if there's more light, then maybe people will not be so nearsighted when they're in class and working on assignments um, in their class. And this is um, out of um, uh, Southeast Asia. Um, and now the study hasn't been conclusive yet, so I don't uh, want to say that, that it all has to do with one particular component. But um, the, there is a, a trend to think that there's a genetical component to being either farsighted or nearsighted. But, you know, it's, we don't, haven't mapped it down to its last, um, you know, uh, we can't test your DNA and tell you if you're going to be nearsighted or farsighted um, because it comes from such a complex um, multifactorial component. Dr. Kaufman, there's so much information. We could speak for an hour about this, but now tell us about the tests. People hear that you're going to dilate their eyes and they get nervous, that they can't drive afterward. What tests do you do? Are you taking pictures of our eyes or, or blowing air into our eyes? What are these tests that you're doing to see what's going on with our eyes? Um, well, in a standard routine exam, um, there are, uh, the first thing that we do is something called a refraction. And a refraction is where we use um, uh, a multitude of optical lenses in order to uh, focus an image on the back of the eye at the retina. Um, and uh, that can tell us if a patient has what um, uh, normal vision or not. Um, and, you know, people say, well, do I have normal vision? 2020 is 
is really what we call standard vision. Um, but just because you don't have 20-20 vision doesn't mean that it's not normal. It's just kind of uh, where we put the standard. But a refraction will tell what the best possible vision a patient can get. Now, if a patient does not have 20-20 vision and it's, it's worse, um, then we look for um, uh, uh, components of, of disease, such as cataracts, uh, glaucoma, macular degeneration, uh, a variety of conditions. And the best way that we do that um, is by dilating the eye. And when we dilate the eye, um, we give medications in the eye that is just temporary um, that numb the uh, iris or the color part of the eye um, in order to make it um, very large. And it does not constrict. Um, and the reason that we want to make it large is, is that um, we want to look in the back of the eye through a window, not a keyhole. Um, and if a patient's not dilated, um, looking through a keyhole is very difficult, and we can only see what directly passes in front of that keyhole um, versus that if we do a dilated exam, the pupil dilates, and then we have a much bigger window to look up and down and left and right in all parts of the eye, um, so no type of pathology escapes the provider. In just the last few minutes, what great advice. There's so much that we could cover, Dr. Kaufman. Give your best advice for people to maintain their eye health. Um, well, uh, first of all and foremost, um, yearly eye exams um, is um, uh, uh, probably the most important. And that's because nothing sneaks up on you, um, such as um, diabetic retinopathy or any type of refractive error. Um, the second thing is um, a, a healthy diet. Um, uh, in my point, is important with um, uh, eye health. Um, I uh, tell my patients that um, omega three fatty acids, which is found in fish, um, is very good for the retina, um, and it's also um, uh, good for dry eyes that a lot of people um, suffer from. Um, and, and those are the two things that I would do: is is, is have yearly eye exams and eat healthy. And why should someone come to UVA Ophthalmology for their eye care? Uh, well, UVA Ophthalmology um, is unique because we are a multi-diverse department. We have everything from neuro-ophthalmology that deals with people that have neurological problems with the eye to uh, corneal problems, which is people that have um, infections and ulcers of the eye, uh, to glaucoma and um, uh, retinal specialists for diabetic retinopathy. In addition to having that, we also run a clinic for specialty contact lenses, which deals with people that can't wear glasses, that have to wear contact lenses. Um, and we also have a very large um, primary um, eye care clinic where people can just come and get their routine care. So it's a very complete package of a department. And if you had um, a condition that needed multiple specialists, um, we can uh, get you, uh, we can manage that within the department without having to outsource any care. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Kaufman. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. And for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.